0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by FullScale.io.
1: What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgan's founder of Marknology, here as today's host of Startup Hustle. Uh, Hope everyone's having a great new year. I don't love to shout the dates out of the times because these episodes release at all different times, but I'm excited uh, for this episode. It's my first recording in the new year. Um, Excited about the topic, excited about the guest, and um, just excited to jump in. And before we talk about our topic, which today is email conversion protocol, we're going to be talking about some of the better things to be doing with your retention marketing, your email marketing, your SMS. And before I introduce today's guest, Today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by FullScale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. FullScale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably, and as a platform to help you manage that team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. Without further ado, Jacob Hansen, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on. I know that it is uh, late at night there in um, Latvia. Uh, Correct me if I'm saying that wrong, but 10:30 <laughs> or 11 o'clock at night. That's um, right. So appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on the show.
0: No worries, no worries. I'm a late owl uh, either way, so it's it's not an issue. Not an issue. Well, awesome. Um,
1: I love getting the show started. Uh, just getting to know the guests a little bit, letting our listeners get to know you. Who's the founder of this company? Why did you build it? What are you solving? Um, so let's get started at the beginning. Like I know your your agency. Um, uh, agency JR has been around three years. You're working with quite a few brands. Your team is already, uh, of a large size. In my opinion, you guys are already crushing it, but what happened, uh, before this, that got you into retention marketing? What got you into the agency business?
0: Um, e commerce in general? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll try to keep it as, as brief and as interesting as possible. So I grew up in Eastern Europe, obviously the start of like the 21st century. It wasn't really the best place to be at. Uh, it, I was like, Latvia was still like a very developing country. Uh, So there was not a lot of economic opportunity. My parents are pretty poor, so I grew up in like a... In a pretty bad environment and that essentially was the main drive and the main motivator for me to make something of myself because I saw my parents struggling as I was uh pretty young. So ever since I was like eleven or twelve, I can vividly remember myself every day thinking about uh, becoming successful and making some something of of, of myself then fast forward a couple of years like i finished high school um then we moved to me and my family moved to germany and that is essentially where i had my first like so to say business experience i was like, okay. like 14 15 16 and uh, my first business venture was actually like reselling watches on ebay so i like look at like ser- several listings buy a watch refurbish it so like change batteries maybe make better better photos and just resell it over on ebay and after like a couple okay. of months i had a very good process practically like every watch i bought i could resell it for a profit so it was going pretty where, well. were you
1: these, where were you finding these watches
0: uh, ebay ebay so basically, looked at it
1: on eBay, and then you would fix it and then you would resell it on ebay
0: yeah essentially so from ebay to ebay uh the main trick was there, just maybe some listings had like bad photos, which maybe showed the watch in not the best condition, or maybe a lot of watches just had like um, empty batteries. So all you, you need to do is buy a new battery, change it, and immediately you can sell the watch for like thirty, fifty, hundred more Euros. So it was a good good experience. And where um, were you at in Germany? like what um, city did you guys land in near Berlin so it's like it's a very very small city but the nearest one would be Berlin so just outside of Berlin Berlin I'm
1: a huge Berlin fan it's like one of my favorite cities in the world so I was just curious you know uh kind of where you got started um so you started high school in like near the suburb of Berlin I guess
0: yeah uh, I think it's called high school so basically like the last uh years before like university so like like the last three years before university i finished over in germany i think it's called high school so i finished school there and then um at that point i think it was 18 or 19 i took a gap year I told my parents hell, hey and during this gap year i'll i'll uh, just figure <laughs> out like what i want to study uh, but deep down i knew that was not the case that was not what yeah. they wanted to do so during this year uh, I met up uh, with my current business partner, Rainis. Uh We met through Instagram. He's also like a Latvian guy. Uh, there was not like a lot of Latvian guys in the business space. So it was not yeah. hard to find like a like-minded uh, person. And then we just basically started working on the agency during the gap year. Uh, at first, we were a Facebook ads agency didn't really work out that well. And then we pivoted to like an email-only agency. My partner had some previous uh, experience with email marketing. And then two, three months into it, everything essentially practically blew up. And then uh, we haven't looked back since. So that's I that's
1: w- the story. I you still a young man. Um, still a young man. Perfect timing to be in this space, I think, really. You know, I'm 12 years in. Um, I found e-commerce that you do the math, but like, you know, 24, 25 and have been growing with it Um, and surround myself here on my team with a lot of uh, young men and women uh, because they're 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 dialed in. Right. They're in touch with what's going on. They're dialed into what's current, what's trending. Uh, we're trying to innovate and do new things. And to do that, you have to be surrounded by you know, p- people that are, are relevant and innovative and learning new things. So I, I absolutely love that and love that you didn't waste uh, time on like university. If you knew what you wanted, you know um, that we've got some on our team that have done both, um, both sides of that. And I think uh, you go going to university a lot of times to figure out what you want. Um, hmm. Some people know, I want to do this. I want to do that. And, um, but if you know, if you know, if you want business, you're there. I love that. Uh, so, so I guess the background for you in e-commerce was essentially, you'd been on eBay, been flipping products, reselling, arbitrage, you know, um, and then you, the, the guy you met had the background in email. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had been doing that before.
0: Yeah, so he had, um, I think he had like a client before he had managed email marketing for um, and then like at the start, we were doing like a Facebook ads agency because that was the hot thing to do, like social media marketing agency. But uh, we early on realized like just the competition was too much. Uh so like asked and hey, so why don't we just make the pivot email marketing? I have not seen a lot of email marketing agencies around. So we did that, we tested it out and basically just worked um very well from the get-go. And also like right now looking back the timing was perfect uh, because early on we also targeted the dropshipping market very hard maybe for like more established brands there were some agencies here and there but for the dropshipping market uh it was basically like a blue ocean nobody was there so early on we just cleared up a big portion of the market which allowed us to scale up the agency initially and then recently we just made the pivot to to work with brands exclusively
1: i love it and i love the pivot Um, the margins are there, right? It's like, you're really retaining them to the product. Like when you think about retention marketing, it's really like building a following around, um, you know, a a product or a story or, or whatever that is. And it just makes so much more sense. And it's something that's very needed in the, um, in the space. I think email was something that was very big in the past and, um, is needed now more than ever as you mix in all of your different marketing, uh, expenditures or your levers, so to speak, email needs to be a strong player for for brands that have that type of uh, product, whether it's um, a consumable or you have additional products to sell or, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, so absolutely brilliant. Um, one note I have here is like talking about our title. And I, I want to get this question across early so we can kind of dive into it. But um, the curiosity around the email conversion protocol, uh, which you trademark okay so can you walk us through like what exactly that is and why an agency would trademark something like that and and how it's been put into use Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. the email conversion protocol uh, the trademark i don't think it's like properly trademarked it's just like a small marketing trick so to say uh it's it's in our website essentially just like a plan we use to launch uh, new products or new brands Uh, basically that is the email conversion protocol it just basically takes whatever you're launching like a new product or a new brand there's a set like a complete built-out plan we do and we take you through before like launching that said thing which is general which is done uh i think for for example for a new Finished products with this protocol, we did uh, over 250k in the first 24 hours of launching the product, where over 120k came from emails. And there was another similar case study. So we have used this protocol like numerous times. It works good for big, small brands, medium brands, and you just the principles that are there. I hear you. And
1: I think um, we do very something very similar here within Marknology uh, when it comes to advertising. So, um, you know, as everything has gotten harder in e-commerce, like there's more um, competition, there's more saturation, um, pay pay to play, organic ranking is, you know, hard to find, hard to get. You have to be better at everything that you do. You have to be smarter about your profitability. Like on Amazon, for example, you used to be able to just launch, put any kind of brand between 2012 to 2016, put any kind of brand on Amazon, you're going to be successful. Um, now that's not the case. And what it just requires is a lot more focus, a lot more attention, a lot more intentionality and a lot more keyword being segmentation. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it's it's if you're advertising, it's let's get all of these different buckets, figuring out what's working, put customers in different ones. Are they typing in kids play tent? Are they typing in kids space tent? Are they typing in astronaut toys? Are they talking about, you know, dress up as an astronaut or make believe or pretend play? what are all these different segments we have of different types of customers? Um, Are we going after competitors listings? Are we going after branded listings? Are we going after broad keywords or very, very specific ones to what we're selling? And it's really that segmentation around all of that that I would believe is very much a big part of your guys's protocol as well. Whenever you're building out, um, you know, an email marketing plan for a brand saying, okay, we need abandoned cart, we need uh, like frequent buyer or like VIP club for people that buy a lot, we need... Um, This one has been following the brand for three years. This is a new customer to the brand as of the last month. A lot of different segments and targeting around those different types of people. Um, Talk to me kind of about what that looks like. Two, one, from uh, a a new brand that doesn't have a list. And then two, like you're coming into a brand that's been selling a while, but they haven't really been using their list, but it kind of exists there. Um, Talk to me just kind of like briefly around what that looks like.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. great great question um like essentially the main pillars of marketing for any marketing channel is just like first of all understanding like what's the product you're selling like deeply like what are the benefits what are the features what issues or problems does it solve like why somebody would need this product figure out like all of the angles there once you're done with that, then second of all, you just need to understand, Like, what's your target audience? What's your buyer? Like, what motivates like him to buy him or he, like them to buy this 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 product? What are the problems they're looking to solve and all of that? Once you have that deeply figured out, <clears throat> then essentially you can just build build on that with your with your marketing channels. Uh, with email marketing, essentially. There are the foundations or things which you need for any brand, regardless of what's, who's your customer and what you're selling. Uh, there are basically these staple automations, like abandoned checkout, browse abandonment, abandoned cart, site abandonment welcome series, and post uh series. Like all of these closed doors are essentially the fundamentals, the foundation that like, essentially every brand would need. Uh, then in terms of like what you would put into these... Flows or automations, uh then of course depend. The, then it more depends on what what you're selling. Your customers are, uh, but then to turn more over to the campaigns you mentioned. If, if like if there's a brand which has not essentially sent out a campaign before, or or even like if they have sent out a campaign before, like what we like to do is essentially test out different angles of the product you're selling. Uh, just to figure out like what sticks more with your customers. Uh, So an example here, just so it's easy to understand, one of our clients has like a product, which is essentially a syrup. So basically a a syrup, which is, for example, a strawberry syrup, a uh, raspberry syrup and so on, which you can mix with water and it's calorie free. And there, essentially, we figure, like, there are four main angles why somebody would want to buy this syrup. First of all, well, maybe it's taste, So maybe it tastes better than regular water because it's also calorie-free. And second reason would be because it's cheaper than buying, like, juice boxes. And third of all, it's just more convenient. So you don't need to buy, like, every second day a new juice uh, bottle. You can just have, like, this big thing of syrup, which you can use for a month. And then lastly, just more in, in, or the last reason, like it's more environmentally friendly than to use like these new juice bottles every day. And Then we create a campaign for campaigns, each one focused on that one specific angle. It's so like one campaign solely focused on the fact that it's cheaper than buying like juice bottles every day in one campaign, just solely focused on the fact that it's more environmentally friendly and so on. And then we can test to like, which of these angles sticks the most with your customer. And then we have like clear data. Um, then essentially we can just focus more on that angle and then or basically have that be the main angle and just mix in the other angles and reasons from from, from time to time. I think that's, that's a very actionable uh, thing that could be done. No, I love that. Thank you for
1: bringing it to like uh, an easy way to digest because that is something that we do uh, just to relate to people, to the audience. Like, that's something that we do the exact same thing when it comes to creating content on Amazon. So, our content's not going in an email or a campaign series, uh, but it might live on the listing. And do we try to touch all four at the same time? Uh, like, you know, let's say we have seven images, is one image talking to each one of those things? um are we going after one of them hard because it's the bigger one or it's the easiest one to kind of create a splash or to grab market share um the difference in retention versus like proactive customer acquisition right is a little bit different strategy and like what you're willing to pay for a new customer versus what you're willing to pay to keep one there um and i think that as the costs get much much higher to to go out and get new customers uh, the retention piece and and what you guys do there at agency jr becomes even more important look i've already paid ten dollars fifteen dollars twenty dollars to get this customer uh it's very important for me to continue to nurture that because when i get sale two or sale three um you know from my email or whatever that is uh it becomes a lot lower or a lot higher roi on the profit side but on the content side you know we're testing all of those things so we'll test it first, like, you know, we're reaching out to the grandma, if we're selling an item, you know, for a kid, or then we'll say, okay, let's try this messaging for uh, the uncle that age. Uh, or like, you know, is it about making the kid, the hero uh, once they have the item, or is it about making the uncle that bought the product, the hero he's coming to the, you know, it's, 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 it's pre-packaged and wrapped well and gift ready and you know, those kinds of things. Oh, this is super convenient. So convenience or uh, cost or, Uh, value and quality or uh what is the value you know what we're selling and, and trying to create that emotional connection and i would assume on the email side that emotional connection comes across in in the content in the sales copy in the you know the titles um that you're trying to get people's attention and bring them in is it a gif in the email is it an animation um you know is it the cross selling so lots of complexity there uh but from email, uh, or let's say SMS to even Amazon and the content, we're talking about the same principles and how to apply them, uh, and how to test them out. So one specific question for you is, um, so that makes a ton of sense to me. Like, let's say I own a clothing brand. I've had it for five years. I've been collecting emails. I'm not doing much with them. Every once in a while I send out a blast. There's no like real intentionality around it. Um, and you're like, okay, your list has, 500 good emails or a thousand good emails, Uh, let's say a thousand just to be like fun here. We've got a thousand good emails that like they're still open rate. We don't want to clean them up and we're left with a thousand. Do you just start from scratch and you're like, okay, let's try these different things with the value? Or are you like, hey, Drew, we can test a little bit, but a thousand is not really a lot of data. We really need a list of like 10,000 and we need to go grow the list by 9,000 to really feel like we have a good program does agency JR work with the brands to go out there and get new customers? Like let's say a Facebook funnel of like getting email addresses for a free ebook or something like this. Um, or is this something that like that is on the brand and what you guys do specifically is we take what you already have and, and build with that.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good, good, good question. Um, so where where would they start um so in, in short like we mo- mostly focus on email marketing set of things retention uh but we have done some fun things in terms of uh, like some funnels like from facebook ads and stuff like that like the, the the ones that come to my mind would be like quiz funnels uh so like a, for example there was a um like a blue light blocking classes brand. And for them, we helped them make a quiz funnel, uh, which they would essentially use for their uh, mid funnel audience. So people which have maybe seen their ads before, but basically just to re-engage them. And the funnel on the quiz, essentially would show them uh, like which classes or which frames are the best fitting for their face shape. And for, for them to get the result, they would need to get, enter their email. And that not only worked well to collect all of their emails, it actually also worked tremendously well in terms of uh, converting them. There was like a comically high conversion rate of like almost 10%, if I remember correctly. But of course it's like mid funnel audience. So like the amount of traffic you can drive is limited, but still it worked amazingly well. Um, Then to go deeper. So if you only have a thousand emails, uh, this might not, not sound very good, but if you only have thousand emails, I would really advise adwa- uh, advise you to focus more on acquisition if you're a D2C brand. Uh, email marketing is not going to be the make, make or break thing at this stage. You need to focus on growing your brand with acquisition, with direct acquisition channels first before you can start thinking about email marketing. Uh, email marketing should only come into your mind once you reach let's say 30 to 50k a month at minimum that is where it's going to make a noticeable difference before that uh, your email marketing uh would be would not be the most efficient thing to make a difference for your brand so acquisition first until 30 to 50k minimum and only then you would see emails make a considerable considerable difference okay uh, yeah
1: and so, okay, so let's say
0: we're we're getting outside
1: the box just a little bit. I'm going to make you think with me, uh, because you know a lot of my a lot of my brands here at Marknology um, they might be doing 100k on Amazon, but that doesn't mean that they're doing 100k uh, on their website, mm-hmm. which means that they have. Um, you know, on Amazon, you have to be a lot more strategic about collecting emails. So maybe it's a QR code on your box. Maybe it's a, an insert. Uh, maybe it's telling them to come register their warranty on the site. Maybe it's any number of things. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so a lot of those types of sellers also like to collect emails um, and do like a new email acquisition, like, like a quiz or mini chat or something like that um, in order to launch new products. So, you know, you build up an email list, you go to launch a new product on Amazon, you blast out a campaign, uh, you get a lot of sales velocity on that listing from your existing email campaign, and it helps you launch products successfully going forward. So that's a, that's a common strategy mm-hmm. in Amazon, well, but they're doing, a, you know, they've got 100,000, they have people that want this brand, uh, but maybe they're not doing quite that on the web. Um, are you saying that they essentially need to get their website doing about 30 or 50 K a month for them to be ready to really maximize, um, email And then, in the second part to that question is they need that to be able to maximize email to hire an agency, or they might be able to have less than that, but do it on their own and get it started. Uh, you know, before they're ready to pay that price, I guess, to bring in an agency.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good, good question. Uh, like the, the initial answer is like for more like the general uh, D to Z brands are more focused on like uh, the web, like based on Shopify and like folks like these direct acquisition channels for these hybrid hybrid brands. Uh, like, yeah, they don't necessarily, you don't necessarily need to do 30 to 50K a month in your web, uh, web store, web shop uh, there. Then the only thing that matters is the volume of new emails coming in per month and maybe your current list size. Uh, if your current list size is at the thousand still, it would be too small to basically focus on like regular email sends for you to get like an even a solid ROI on an agency or even a solid ROI of your time investment. At that scale, maybe you can send out one or two emails in your own uh, month to get the best possible ROI in your time. And then the only thing you need to focus on is just scaling up the amount of emails you're getting from from Amazon. Uh, maybe that's yeah, as you mentioned, through like send, like uh, giving out like more QR codes, and maybe even like with the t- incentives, like ten percent off your next purchase if you sign up with your email on this this website or whatever or uh, like also like focusing on um, like these direct acquisition channels like Facebook ads, Google ads, because if your brand is doing 100K a month on Amazon, it might already have some brand, rec- brand recognition, brand awareness. So if somebody saw your brand on Amazon and right now they're seeing it on uh, Facebook, uh, it should perform much, much better.
1: Okay. I love that. Um, love to give people a starting point, even if they're not there. Uh, for them to still resonate and be like, okay, this is something I'm trying to get to in two years. I want to be setting myself up right, which means if they're an Amazon seller, at some point they need to try to get their D C or they're off Amazon to a certain level. Um, and does that look like sales on the site? Does that look like uh, you're paying specifically just to collect emails instead of getting emails from purchasers and then being able to retain them? You're going out there and proactively getting them. And filtering them out. Um, We give a ton of strategies through the years of just like how to grow that number, you know, for a watch, for example, it's very easy to send a follow up email on Amazon or something like that, because they have email within Amazon as well. And say, you know, to register your warranty to register your product to, you know, uh, come to the website and, you know, give us your order number and your email and etc. And we'll essentially like register you for your warranty. Um, Lots of strategies like that exist. um, And I think that Anyone that's done really well in the Amazon, if they're an Amazon native brand, they just, they feel very foreign to anything outside of Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to them, you know, we're pushing these strategies, but this isn't how they've built their brand. So what's the bare minimum or, you know, and I think that's where I'm saying, you know, having an abandoned cart, having a subscribe, uh, an email newsletter, some of these basic things you can do, maybe not super segmented, but enough to continue to nurture that list. Um, why you're developing new products or continuing to grow out the web.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like the the essentials, like every like web shop should have. Uh, like, like video market, first of all, it's split into two parts. Like one is the automations, like these things are the automated emails that are based on certain actions. So for example, the abandoned checkout series is based on an action and some of the abandoned is checkout. There, like the ba- bare minimum which you would need would be abandoned checkout, uh, welcome series, which is connected to a pop-up and a very simple post-purchase series. Like these three, like flows or automations would be the bare minimum you would need. Abandoned checkout, maybe three, four emails, just reminding, reminding them about the fact that they abandoned their checkout and giving them a discount to finish their order. And then, uh, the welcome series is just connected to a pop-up. So on the pop-up, give them a reason to give their emails, maybe 10% off, 50% off of their purchase. And then within the, uh, series, just have like give them the discount, which they signed up for and, uh, remind them about the discount if they haven't purchased from it for like two, three days. And then post purchase uh, series again, just thank them for the purchase and give them a discount on their next uh, for their next purchase, or maybe even upsell them to like some of your other products. You have more products, so here it's more case to case dependent. So that would be the essentials. And the be- beautiful thing here with these automations, if you set them up once, uh, they'll work for you forever. Essentially, uh, if you're not at a high scale, you don't need to re- really worry about optimizing them. Just invest your time once to set them up and over the course of like the next year two three years uh, they'll work while you sleep essentially and then on the flip side though there are the campaigns the campaigns essentially require uh, manual work all the time because if you send them out if you send it out you need to create a new one uh, for, for the next campaign sent. Uh, so here i would say if you're under 3k email subscribers total uh don't send out like more than one campaign one campaign a week uh like one campaign a week max uh, will give you the best uh, roi of your time uh that at this scale your time is more valuable to be invested into acquisition once you're over like 5k subscribers three to 5k subscribers you can start sending out two three campaigns a week but before that put your time into more malleable things, if that makes sense. Time no, that's very good. Malleable. Very good. Thank you. Um, I have a couple
1: more questions for you as we like wrap up. But before we jump into that, um, finding an expert software developer doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io we can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the full scale platform to define your technical needs, and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. Um, thankful for our sponsors um, it, helping us make the show a, a free show. You know that we can continue to develop content. Um, I've got one question here uh, from the researchers that helped me put the podcast notes together, and then I've got a couple of my own. The first one saying. Um, how is your email marketing strategy different from other agencies doing the same thing? Um, I, I know that you produce email copy in different languages. That's something I'm a very big advocate of uh, as we launch Amazon brands into different marketplaces, translating them into their native, um, not just language, but even the area and, and the vernacular around um how to use a phrase instead of just like, you know, using Google Translate or something mm-hmm. like that? But is that exactly how they speak in in Germany and Berlin, uh, for example, versus, uh, you know, UK versus Spain versus like, you know, are we getting the translations right? How people are going to search and how people are going to buy. Um, but is that, you know, is the is the language one of the language things, one of your main differentiators? Like, how do you guys you know, what would you say is is something that sets you guys apart?
0: Mm-hmm great questions like overall like the biggest difference is the fact that we are like language universal in a sense so we have worked with Many different languages and like uh, this is also a thing which which I like Which I think like more like e-commerce brand owners should explore like exploring like different language Like different language markets because English, the english-speaking markets like uh, Canada, US UK, Australia they are in a way like more saturated. Of course, they are huge markets, but the thing is like everybody speaks English. If you're from Germany, Spain, France, you also speak English. You can also sell in these markets, but markets like Germany, France, Sweden, Finland, Finland, they're essentially closed markets because only the people which can speak the language language can sell in those markets in germany for example it's a huge 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 market but that speaks a completely different language so it's a closed market and the competition is not as high which makes it an awesome opportunity um and then in terms of like other differentiators like at this point I just, I just believe our processes or systems are much better than other agencies in terms of like delivering results uh, consistently. Uh, yeah like at this point we have generated over 30 million uh, in email marketing revenue for our clients, our systems our processes like that's the core of everything. Uh, they have been smooth in the house along the way, so I'm very, very confident uh, in, in that. So that's. I, the I love difference. that. And I think
1: that's, I think that's a great answer. Um, and it also comes to like, you know, if you're going to be translating, you talk about time is money. And, you know, if you're going to be translating your campaigns into multiple languages, I'd also assume that that comes down to segmenting, assuming you have customers that are speaking, uh, you know, uh, Spanish and English, and you have to have customers that have those different languages how do you determine um as customers come in uh what their native language is and how they want to be marketed to
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so with with, with clavio like that's the email marketing software we use uh there the this limitation can be done very easily like uh, as soon as somebody places an order or visits your website and submits their email it automatically like saves the data of like for example where the customer is based which country which city so based off of that we could easily you can easily create like country specific segments uh and then on top of that we can test if, if it makes a considerable difference but usually if the brand itself is in english it markets in english uh then still we usually for mo- in most most cases also marked in english to the list uh, but if it's a much bigger brand where it might make sense to test that out when you also test out this multi-language approach. And usually for like if it's a German brand selling in Germany, then we do German only. If it's French or it is selling in France, then it's uh, French only. but uh, these things can be easily done.
1: I, I love it. Uh, and I know there's like an emotional change to the content too. We've seen selling to the US and Germany like Germany wants the facts. Uh, you know, Americans like to be romanticized a little bit or probably even the French, like, you know, just sold to a little bit. Uh, we kind of like that relationship with the marketing versus just like, don't be down my throat. Uh, you know, we kind of want our time wasted, I guess. Uh, but 100%. like, you know, one, one of my questions was going to be about like what software uh, you suggest. And you answered that already with Clavio. Um, take 30 seconds or so to tell me like why you ended up with Clavio, or why Clavio has been the one uh, the email uh the sass of choice i guess so to speak um talk to me about why that's the tool
0: mm-hmm. great question so our already like the last two three years we have i think we've worked with maybe over five or six different platforms uh like there are like uh, uh platforms like active campaigns send in blue and some other ones uh, which are good, but they're not necessarily like e-commerce focused. You can work on them as an e-commerce store, but they're very limited in terms of what you can do there. Clavio is very e-commerce optimized and focused. It integrates smoothly and seamless, seamlessly with uh, Shopify and any other like e-commerce platform. And through that, like everything you do is very easy. Uh, the segmentation capability I think is the main differentiator from Clavio to other uh, platforms because the the depth and the ease of use in terms of the segmentation side of things, It's I don't think anything else stands close to that. And it's so overall okay. just a much, a great platform to use, it's easy to use, very um, logical, so to say
1: very like straightforward user-friendly yeah i've heard that too about the segmentation just like makes it very easy to segment your customers um and i think also that e-commerce the the tip about it being focused on e-commerce like so for example i got my technology my agency that's a b2b business what i need for it is not the same as what i need for the brands that i'm growing Uh, and, and knowing the difference in uh you know which one to be on i think makes a lot of sense um as we're wrapping up two things, one, tell, I want I want you to leave our listeners like where they can come in contact with you, where they can learn more about your services, where they can follow your guys's journey. And then two, leave us with something that uh, you guys as an agency, as a team are excited that you guys are working on uh, whether that's like, you know, scaling the business, whether that's uh, getting better at what you guys do, whether that's reaching more customers. Um, what's something you guys are working on as a team that's got you excited.
0: Mm -hmm. oh great great questions so first of all in terms of fighting us i'll give just one cta so you can check us out at agencyjr.com so agency j as in jacob r as as in rainus.com there you can basically see all about us and if if you're interesting you can also schedule in a call with us and in terms of what's interesting right now it's uh, we just crossed into year 2023 uh, so this year is filled with many different goals and aspirations. Um what I would say is the most interesting one. Uh pu- pu- pu. For me personally, it's just like revamping the processes in a way. So, uh, right now, during this Q, Q1, I'll be taking a deeper look at again all of our like email marketing processes and how we handle clients. Like, and all of that will be optimized. Like, the last optimization round of these systems and processes was done in summer 2022. It's like six months ago or so. So, right now, it's the round for the next optimization uh the next round of op- optimizations and i'm a very uh optimization focused person so i love doing that so that's that has me excited no that's good
1: and thank you for sharing i'll have all of his contact and information down in the show notes as well for anyone that's um you know near a computer when they're tuning in or listening to the podcast uh so they'll be able to contact you there but um i love that i think it's a simple answer but it's one that's super relevant and. um to the time, as well as just like you know, you're a, you're a three year agency, which is plenty of time to be very successful. At the same time, still honing the craft, and even something now that I'm in year nine of Marknology, um, is something that at the beginning of the year I look forward to. It's okay. Let's look inward. Uh, you know, let's look inward and, and what can we improve internally for this year? Like if we got to the end of the year and we had fixed this or optimized this or made this better, what would we feel great about? Um, and then we look to R&D uh, and it's like, okay, if we want to learn one new thing or something to bring into the agency, like what is that thing and what do we want to try to grab? And then evaluating how we evaluate the brands we're working on. So, you know, there's the internal look. Uh, and then there's the, like, uh, what we actually do. And then there's like, gotta stay innovative, got to continue to, you know, refine and get better at different things and bring that in. So this has been very informative. Um, Jacob, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know I have a feeling we're going to either be meeting at some events together or, or get a chance to meet in person. I, I look forward to it. Um. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in and your attention as well. And thank you to our sponsor, FullScale.io. One last time, do you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders? Let FullScale help. We have the people and the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions and let our platform match you up with a fully vetted, high-experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders at FullScale. We specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you, Learn more when you visit fullscale.io. Um, that's a mouthful, but fullscale.io is an is an awesome uh, is an awesome team. They build teams. They're a team that builds teams, and their website alone is super fun to look at. You can browse through, um, you know, different team members and how they've done things. Um, an absolutely uh, amazing company and an amazing sponsor that helps us put this on. Jacob, uh, I know it's late over there. Thanks again for your time and the knowledge today. I know I learned something. I hope everybody tuning in learned a little bit more um, about their uh, retention marketing, what they can be doing to be better, and where they can go if they need some help. So thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me on. It It was a pleasure. Thank you. Of course. We'll see you next time, hustlers. Thanks again.